Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hi there, and welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I am so pleased you're here. The title of this episode is Your Brain is a Problem Solver. Now, depending on the day, depending on the moment, this can be a good and helpful thing or a not so helpful tendency. We're going to talk about three ways to use this in your coaching sessions. We're going to talk about how to use it to support your clients. And of course, because we coaches are human too, I know, I know it's a shock sometimes. Don't forget to apply these solid tips to yourself as well. Your brain, my brain, all human brains love to look for problems to solve. We want to untangle messes and solve puzzles. If we give our brain a challenge, it just goes to work to solve it. It uses what it already knows as the basis, and then it just gets to work. Remember, too, at the same time, we have a negativity bias. Your negativity bias is the tendency to focus more on the negative than on the positive. Now, when we combine puzzle solving with our negativity bias, the result is we are always looking for problems to solve. This is the one of the things that I find so much fun about being a coach. Every coaching conversation is a space to really listen and to ask powerful questions. We use these powerful questions to help our clients find their own way to a new perspective. And I don't know about you, but what I've found is that sometimes the most powerful questions are the simplest, not too many words, just to the point, and it just gets our brain thinking. And it gets our clients' brains thinking too. So this means that we want to question the assumptions that we live by and to find a new way of thinking. Find new ways of processing thoughts and then learn how to feel safe experiencing our emotions. 
In a nutshell, how to be even more amazingly human and to use our thinking to experience and create a more empowered and satisfying life. I started with a new client yesterday. And one of the first things I told him was this, don't be surprised. There's going to be times when I'll ask you a question and you don't know the answer. And then I added one more word, yet. You won't know the answer yet. Meaning, you might never have thought about this before, or you've never thought in this way before. And your brain doesn't have an automatic response programmed and ready to respond, ready to pop out like a toast out of toaster. You're going to have to think about it and figure it out. And since our brain loves to solve problems, it will figure it out. Most of us as adults, we've got established thinking paths. This thing is good. This other thing is bad. We have this habit. We have an assumption around it. For example, dogs are good. Puppies are even better. But rats, vermin, are bad. Now, when this happens, and I've done this in the past, I'll repeat the same response. Think about it this way. When this thing happens, I always do this. So, for example, when a telemarketer calls, I always hang up. And so that's what I always do. Now, back to this established thinking, the this thing is good, so the other thing is bad. Think about it. Dogs are good. I love dogs, honestly. And rats or vermin are bad. And yet we know that rats have a purpose. They're an animal that has a purpose in life, just as dogs do. And it is just our judgment that we lay over top of them. And we know people who have rats for pets. Rats aren't always dirty and disgusting. We just have, for those of us that have that assumption, we think they are, but it's not necessarily true. So imagine a metaphor. I think of thinking pass. It's like a habit. And the metaphor that I would use is it's like if your car has ever broken down. Now, if your car has stalled and you want to push it, maybe you want to push it off to the side of the road or something, you hope that it's on a hill, maybe not too steep of a hill, but at least on a slight incline. So you're stuck there and you got to push your car. First thing you do is you take your emergency brake off and then you start to push it at first you got to get some muscle going to make it move. But pretty soon, it starts to roll. And eventually, it rolls a little bit more and a little bit more. And then you found you can hop in and coast because it's got enough momentum to get that rolling to the bottom of the hill, all under its own steam. Now, your brain's thinking patterns can be just like that car. Once you ask it a question, if it's already answered something pretty similar, it's going to automatically start to pick up speed all on its own. Remember the motivational triad from a previous episode? One of our common predispositions is that our brain likes to conserve energy, and it does it 
as a survival mechanism. We don't want to spend more energy than we need to. Well, these habit thoughts are its way of conserving energy. So we've got a puzzle-solving machine as a brain, and it comes complete with a negativity bias. But we also have a desire, a craving to have a better life, a more satisfying life. We've got goals that we want. We have things we want to accomplish, right? Maybe you want a promotion or a new job, and you don't know exactly how you need to grow to get that new job. Or maybe more than anything, you want to finally overcome procrastination. But you've got years of practicing that unhelpful habit under your belt. And you've also got a belief that you are a procrastinator, and that forms part of your identity. As a coach, my aim is to help you, my client, get the best results and to do it in the fastest and easiest way possible. And at the same time, I know we are overriding habits and rewiring our brain. How much fun is this? We want more. We're learning how to use our brain in a way to create more of what we want in our life. And we're learning how to use our biology to do it too. So there are three approaches that I often use in my coaching sessions. And of course, I use them with myself too. The first I call question the obvious. The second approach I've named break the cycle. And the third is look for the good. So question the obvious, break the cycle, and look for the good. Now, I'm going to describe all three of them to you here. So let's dive in with the first one, question the obvious. This approach means we question our assumptions. If a client says, well, of course I have to keep my word because otherwise that would be terrible. You could ask, so what exactly does it mean to keep your word? Because even though we say the words, we might actually mean something slightly different. Or maybe it's been a while since we've looked at all the detail of it. So in this example of a client saying, of course I have to keep my word, sometimes we might find that when we say that, we will definitely keep our word to others. And we always do. And we live by that truth. And then we discover we don't always keep our word to ourselves. Understanding this could open up new perspectives and choices. This is the place where we question the truth, the thing where the truth is in quotation marks, or we question what we assume is true. If black is black and white is white, we could ask something simple like, what exactly is black? The easiest way is to use a simple, powerful question. And the question sounds just like this. What exactly does that mean? Now, the words are important, but even more important is the intention and the emotion that you approach this question with, that feeling of curiosity and openness where you're standing side by side with your client and you're together looking at this with fresh eyes. So there is a big difference between the sense of 
self-judgment, our judgment and criticism, and the words sounding like this, what exactly do you mean? Versus what exactly do you mean by that? When you approach it from this place of curiosity and openness. So the second is break the cycle. Here's how to use this approach. I love starting a coaching session off with an unexpected question. I meet weekly with most of my one-on-one -on -one clients, and we get used to seeing each other frequently. I love this weekly format because it helps my clients get the best, fastest results. Remember, coaching is about awareness of our thoughts and how we think about our thoughts too. Bit of a tongue twister, but it's true. But we've got a human brain, and with it comes years and years of programming. So it takes time and compassionate persistence to see what you're thinking and to create new patterns, new habits, new ways of being, and new results. So I found that the weekly approach does this best. Here's what I enjoy. I create a space for a different kind of coaching conversation. And instead of starting each call the same way, sometimes I like to shake it up because let's just keep it fresh and add some more fun to it too, right? It is so easy to judge ourselves. We always think that we're not changing fast enough. And I want my clients to see how much they've grown. It's easy to feel frustrated and just think that it's just not coming together. And using this approach can really help. I want you to know that when you get that self-judgment thing happening, that nothing has gone wrong. These patterns are completely normal. We've practiced them for years. So don't use it as an excuse to beat yourself up. You see the irony here, right? We self-judge ourselves. We have self-doubting thoughts. Then when we start coaching, we become aware of these thoughts and that they're not very helpful. And then we judge ourselves for having the self-judging thoughts. Boy, we just go full circle with that. And it's just not helpful. Anyway, for this approach, one of the questions that I've been asking is, so how have you grown this week? Other questions that you could use are, what are you learning about yourself? Or you can break the cycle by saying, who are you becoming? Third, the third approach is look for the good. This approach is simple, and here's the way it works. Deliberately break the negative cycle, that negativity bias. We don't want to continue to reinforce it. And remember, it's a bias. It's not set in stone, and we can learn a different way. So ask questions that require a positive answer. It sounds so simple, right? But remember, we, you and I, the coaches, have the same negativity bias. So we're learning to shift ours too. You could ask questions like, so what's good? Or what's going well this week? Or what are you celebrating? What are you proud of? And then wait for the answers. You see those questions? Got to answer them in a positive way, right? At first, you might fiddle around a little bit and fumble, but eventually our brains will find something. And when you find one thing, then you'll find another and eventually another. 
ask questions like these a few times, and pretty soon you'll start building a skill of finding the good. So that's it for today. The three approaches you can begin using are question the obvious, break the cycle, and look for the good. Hey, I so appreciate that you're here and that you're part of my community. And I hope that you're pausing and rewinding these episodes too and answering the questions that I ask you. And then take the steps I recommend. Use these steps with yourself and with your clients. The information and ideas that I share will help you best when you apply them, not just listen to them. So use these episodes as support on your way to becoming a fully booked coach. Now, if you want some more help, maybe you resonate with how I speak and what I share, and you want to work with me, then we should talk. Like I said, if you're considering becoming a coach, the first place to start is to work with your own coach and get started creating more of what you want in life too. So if this sounds like you, click the link to find out how we might be able to work together. All right, that is it for today. I am so thankful that you're here and that you spent time with me, and I'll be back to speak with you again next week. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be. We'll be right back.